How can rehabilitation services help your health and recovery? Let's find out with Dr. Lisa Barrett, physiatrist and medical director of rehabilitation services at Gerald Champion Regional Medical Center. Welcome to the Champions for Wellness podcast, brought to you by Gerald Champion Regional Medical Center. We believe knowledge is the key that opens the door to a healthy life. I'm Amanda Wild. Dr. Barrett, thank you so much for being here. What brings folks to your center? What are some of the reasons people need rehabilitation services? Well, physical medicine and rehabilitation physicians uh, treat patients with short and long-term physical and or cognitive disabilities related to illness and or injury. And at times, the patient has an acute or a recent medical condition that requires hospitalization. And in conjunction with the need for medical management of that medical condition, they also need both physical and or occupational therapy to assist them in their recovery so they could be able to do normal activities such as walk and dress and bathe and take care of themselves and be independent. What kind of conditions do people come to you with? Physical medicine is mainly focused on any condition that results in physical disability. So that runs the gamut from neurological conditions such as stroke or traumatic brain injury to musculoskeletal conditions such as a hip fracture resulting in a need for hip replacement or surgical correction of the fracture. So we see many patients who have had certain events that have directly impacted their level of function and independence. So the goal is for people to walk away being able to be independent? The goal is restoration of function, and sometimes due to the nature of the condition, a patient may not have full recovery of their functional mobility as they had prior to the injury or illness, such as a stroke. Our physical therapists and occupational therapists and speech therapists teach compensatory strategies in order to help that patient overcome the disability and be more independent. Ah, so there's inpatient and outpatient treatment. You're an inpatient treatment center, is that right? Uh, We have both an inpatient and outpatient component of our rehabilitation program. So when is inpatient treatment the right choice? When is outpatient treatment the right choice? Usually a patient comes to us in the inpatient setting during the course of their hospitalization. They've had an acute event at home that necessitates them coming into the hospital. And usually when they're on that medical service or that surgical service, we get a referral from a provider asking us to evaluate this patient for their rehabilitation needs. And we have a separate inpatient unit where the focus is solely on rehabilitation. My role is to make sure that the patient maintains medical stability to participate in therapy services. And inpatient rehabilitation is a Medicare benefit, and there are criteria that a patient must meet in order to qualify for our services. One of the criteria is the ability to participate in three hours of intensive therapy. So that is an hour of occupational therapy, an hour of physical therapy, and an hour of speech therapy, usually six 
days a week. So our focus is specialized in treating the medical condition concurrently with providing the therapy. So many times patients have a need to still be in the hospital. They're not medically stable for discharge to home. Now, once they have met their goals in in inpatient rehabilitation and they have sufficiently shown an ability to be able to walk using a walker or be able to perform their bathing and dressing activities, the use of adaptive equipment, we would like to transition that patient to the outpatient therapy services just to maximize their level of independence that was first achieved. So it's a continuum of care that begins in inpatient rehab and continues in outpatient rehab and at home. Ah, so it's on a trajectory. And are people in rehab for different lengths of time is obviously an ongoing process when it starts. Is there an endpoint to therapy? The average length of stay is approximately uh, 7 to 10 days for inpatient rehab. And, of course, that depends on the medical acuity of the patient and the level of disability that they present with. For example, someone that has had a stroke and they have complete weakness on one side of their body, they have a difficulty with speaking and swallowing, their length of stay might be beyond that average 7 to 10 days. It could be up to 21 to 30 days, depending on their level of disability. When we have a, a routine patient, so to speak, as a someone who's had a hip fracture or a hip replacement, we pretty much know the therapeutic interventions that are going to be employed and the length of time that this patient is going to meet their goal. So they may go home much sooner than that more debilitated patient. But then they continue with outpatient therapy, right? Yes. One of our mottos in inpatient rehab that many therapists say to patients is, is you must use it not to lose it. So we begin to teach patients those strategies to be independent and healthy, but in order to maintain the gains that have been achieved, the patient must endeavor to adopt rehabilitation as a lifestyle, so to speak, and we are are, are there to provide that support and uh, accountability in the outpatient setting because many times patients feel that, okay, they've checked a box off, they've had their surgery, they had their rehab, now they're at home, they no longer need to engage in physical activity. That is not the case. You could have complications, as we know, from immobility. So we want to set people on a path of success, and we are working alongside them as they go through their continuum of care. You mentioned the kinds of therapy you do, physical, occupational, speech therapy. Can you talk a little more about the various types of therapy you use? Well, our approach to rehabilitation is a manual approach, so to speak. So we try to reproduce those activities that we know that a patient is going to be engaged in on a daily basis. So it doesn't require a lot of fancy equipment, but we know that one of the first things we do is we rise out of bed in the morning. And so sometimes patients have lower extremity weakness that interferes with their ability to get out of bed. So we practice those activities such as sit-to-stand transfers, getting in and out of bed, using equipment to help lift their leg. If that is what is restricting them from that level of mobility. With patients that have had a stroke, we want to introduce them to what's called adaptive equipment, a 
bleacher or what's called a universal cuff. That's something that's placed on the hand in order to help facilitate feeding oneself. And many times patients don't realize that there is equipment that can be used and they just require minimal instruction in the use of it that's going to give them more independence than they had before because they've suffered the loss of strength or mobility in a limb. It's not necessarily high-tech equipment you need. We just have to evaluate patients for what their immediate needs are and try to begin building their strength and their recovery so they could do the normal things that they were doing prior to their injury. Yeah, so those are some really good examples of strategies and therapies that are totally geared toward living your real life. What do you see in the rehabilitation process, which I assume is a little different for each person? What do you see in your patients that makes you know that rehabilitation is being successful? Well, we often uh, get feedback from the patient themselves, and that's always very encouraging. For example, today I evaluated a patient that was making slow progress, and this process was delayed because the level of pain that he was having after his hip fracture and his hip surgery. But he said, I'm feeling better today, and he was showing that that feeling of well-being also correlated with improvement in being able to transfer from sitting in a chair to standing without pain limiting him to the degree that it had been before. So it takes some time in order to see the progress in someone's recovery, and that's why inpatient rehabilitation is an important factor in the hospital stay, because one of our goals is to reduce the rate of return back to the hospital related to a condition that is totally treatable and preventable, such as pain. So patience is important. What else should a patient best be able to bring to the process? Mostly a goal and a willingness to to meet that goal. I don't know many people that don't want to be independent in their self-care activities. And when we are working with a patient, we're working with them on a very intimate level, so to speak. We want to make sure that they're safe in the bathroom. We want to make sure that they're able to dress safely. So we're with them throughout those activities that normally they do privately, but because of their level of disability, they need that assistance and oversight by that skilled therapist. So we want them to be motivated in order to gain that independence so they could carry out these activities alone or with the assistance of a family member if if they don't reach that level of independence that they had prior to their injury. Yeah, I was just going to ask about family. How can family be involved in the rehabilitation process for the patient? Well, usually the patients that we encounter are in the community. They are supported by friends and family, and no one goes through the rehabilitation process alone. They do need someone to advocate for them while they're in the hospital recovering. So family, especially uh, patients that have spouses at home or that have children that assist them to know what is it that their loved one is able to do and has been able and has achieved 
while they were in the inpatient rehabilitation hospital. And because that length of stay is 7 to 10 days or even longer, they may not be 100% independent in that time frame. As I mentioned, they're going to have to continue their rehabilitation in an outpatient setting. But it's important for that patient uh, family member uh, to know where are the areas in which they can provide support to ensure that patient's safety at home or just to ensure the patient's successful transition back into the community. And do you follow patients as they do transition back into the community? What are some of the successes that you've seen? Well, we do follow-up surveys after a patient leaves the hospital, and we ask them, well, how are you doing at home? Do you have any concerns? And also, I see them in the outpatient setting where I could see for myself what areas of interventions that a patient still requires and what are have their goals advanced beyond the basic objectives we wanted to achieve in inpatient rehab. Thank you for shedding so much light on the rehabilitative process, Dr. Barrett. Dr. Lisa Barrett is a physiatrist and medical director of rehabilitation services at Gerald Champion Regional Medical Center. For more information, you can call us at 575-446-5523. Follow us on Facebook at Rehabilitation Center of Alamogordo. Thank you for listening to Champions for Wellness, local caregivers educating our community. If you've missed one of our podcasts, go to www.gcrmc.org slash podcast. I'm Amanda Wild. Thanks for listening.